0: Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeyes. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh yeah, I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeyes. Let's go. Let Popeyes do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeyes flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants.
1: This episode is brought to you by The Letter Four, The Number H, Sean Brown, Nathan Olson, Peter Walker, Michael Watanabe, and Cheryl Aldridge. I'm not sure how any of that works, but in any case, this one goes out to them.
0: major spoilers theme song the major spoilers podcast is on the air pod on on the air the major spoilers podcast is on the air on the air pod podcast
2: Rodrigo. And I'm Steven, If you're
0: listening to the Major Spoilers podcast. podcast. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air.
2: Welcome to issue 453 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you for downloading and listening to us again this episode. A lot of podcasts this week from the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Munchkin Land, which uh, people really like. This week we talk about the new shiny uh, silver piece that they give out mm-hmm. that you can use in your gameplay. Uh, we also uh, get some uh, great uh, feedback from some listeners on their favorite cards. Uh, we had a top five, top five favorite breakfast. You want to go back and, and look that one up? Yummy, yummy. Um, yummy, yummy is, is right. We uh, tried to struggle through uh, the Major Spoilers podcast with a discussion of the Thief of Thieves, but uh, technical challenges continue to plague and haunt us, almost like the Major Spoilers headquarters is built upon an ancient Indian burial ground. It's mm-hmm. oh! It's possible.
1: It very much could
2: be.
1: There was that fort, Right.
2: Uh, Then, of course, we've got Critical Hit uh, coming up this week and the Dueling Review uh, that you uh, heard in the feed yesterday where Matthew and I talked about the 1980s favorite MacGyver and how he is back in comic book form. What did we think of it? You're going to have to go back and listen to find out what we think about that. (laughs) So, last week, week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I guess, uh, they had the first debate, mm-hmm. the first presidential, the first debate presidential the debate, 2012 election. Hello, yes, we'll future people <laughs> stamp on this. And um, uh, I didn't watch it, didn't care to watch it. Uh, it's the same thing being spouted out again and again. But Mitt Romney did make a statement that got a lot of people riled up mm-hmm. when he said, hey, what I'm going to do is cut funding to PBS. I like Big Bird, and I like you, meaning Jim Mc... Uh, Lair. No, Lair. Lair. Not
3: McNeil.
1: McNeil. <laughs> He's been gone for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he says, I'm going to cut funding to PBS. And so that got people all riled up saying, oh, no, save Big Bird and save Rodrigo's job, because you guys have listened in the past. You know Rodrigo and I spent a better part of, a, of an episode mm-hmm. talking about why PBS matters. Not only, you know, think about this. If all the funding for PBS goes away... Quite frankly, we've known it's been going away for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rodrigo's gone and he has to move to, I don't know, PBS Denver. How are we going to do Critical Hit? Oh, no. It he says a hologram. Yes. It would be very difficult to continue on with some of our favorite podcasts with Rodrigo missing. But uh, Rodrigo over at your Tumblr account have been uh, sharing some thoughts and opinions and ideas on this uh, statement made by candidate Romney.
3: Right. So um I I've been thinking a lot about why there was such a huge response. I mean this isn't a to, this shouldn't be a big surprise that oh, no, no, the no, government's no, no. cutting funding. No, absolutely not. If and I mean I, and I and I wrote about this too. I kinda I, I I usually don't repeat myself across social media, but I'd been getting a lot of questions since people know that I work for PBS about what I think and what the people at my station think about the stuff that Romney said. Um, and my answer was basically, yeah, we knew that because um, if you are a Republican politician, like if you're actually right. running uh, or or are currently uh, in a seat for the Republican Party and you adhere to the official Republican ideology right, right now, then what you're trying to do is to uh, cut – Excessive or mm-hmm. non-essential spending, mm-hmm. and what that means is arts programs. Right. It means public broadcasting, um, and a few other things that are, you know, political in their own way, like Planned Parenthood and, mm-hmm. and other, uh, mm-hmm. and other things like that. Well,
2: and and maybe, maybe this is a shock to the rest of the country, but maybe not such a shock here in Kansas because our governor, that's right, uh, mm-hmm. Brownback, mm-hmm. is follows the Republican Party line, and three years ago he yep. said. No more funding. I mean, he walked in and it was like day two of his uh, of his uh, term, and he's like, "That's it, PBS. You got no more funding. Arts councils. You got no more funding. Uh, anything, yep. anything. Arts All public related, broadcasting.
3: So NPR as well. Right. right. Um, so it wasn't so big a shock for us when that statement. Not came not on. when Romney said it. When uh, you know we weren't. Some of us were already expecting it when Brownback came in. But yeah, that's the thing. Is right now Kansas, the state that uh, major spoilers is recorded in. Uh, is I believe the only state that doesn't have a government-funded um, arts commission of some sort. Right. Um, he has instituted a like semi-private art thing that is in, somewhat in touch with the government, but that was after you know the the, the public outcry for him cutting funding. Um, so yeah, when Mitt Romney says I'm going to cut all funding to public broadcasting, that was not shocking to us because you know Mitt Romney, being the Republican candidate for the presidency, is going to be very close to the uh, what the Republican Party is saying that they're going to do, and that is what they're that. I mean, th- this was not like any right, sort of right. underhanded thing. Right. Like I'm not even saying, but oh, look at these Republicans trying to trick us into getting rid of PBS. No,
2: they are outward saying this is the stuff we would cut. But which really, is... I mean, when you say, hey, we're going to cut funding to PBS, mm-hmm. I mean, what you're really talking is about National Endowment for the Arts, National Endowment for the Humanities, those kinds of funds which help fund PBS, and PBS gets government funding anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's I mean, that's kind of that that way that things are going, and people are looking for ways of cutting. But it seems like, and many people on Twitter have mentioned this and, and other social outlets, that cutting funding to just PBS is kind of like... Yeah, using an eyedropper to yeah. uh, bail out yeah. your your sinking ship. Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson,
3: uh, a, a contributor to PBS. He's on Nova a lot, um, and he's had specials. Um, had a great tweet, which was essentially, um, and I'm paraphrasing, cutting funding to PBS to uh to fix the national debt would be like clearing out text files from your hard drive right. to make room. <laughs> I mean, it's like right, it's right, nothing. Right. It's, it's right. zero.
2: Right. Um. So, but, I mean, this has an impact on a lot of people and we've talked about absolutely. the PBS's and... impact on this before. But, you know, I think in the last conversation that we had about PBS was, uh, how many of us are, you know, sitting our kids down and saying, watch Sesame Street. How many of us are actually mm-hmm. sitting down and saying, watch Dora the Explorer or, uh dora the explorer <laughs> not on <laughs> not PBS. pbs still not uh, on, on pbs so, be sure maybe that's what pbs needs is to get dora the explorer um, and then that yes. would say <laughs> PBS. no but i mean you, you know what i'm talking about the the, the caillus and the kids programmings and the nova and mm-hmm. the great performances and and all the documentaries that they do and you know uh um are, are are people even actually watching that much anymore i mean you can only watch the lawrence welk show so many times <laughs> right uh, before you uh, have seen every single one of them and have them memorized right. um but the thing was apparently not cuz if we preempted for pledge we get calls <laughs> and not nice calls I'm sure but the thing that i think um set people off was not that the you know it's like the instant that that came out of of the candidate's mouth i mean facebook pages went up twitter mm-hmm. went right, ballistic right. i oh. didn't see people saying save mclaire right they're saying Lair, <laughs> McNeil, Lair, and McNeil's not around anymore.
1: It's like watching a movie with my grandmother. <laughs> Shut up, you! You um, see the bad
2: guy? Do you think? Uh, so <laughs> yes, that's Darth you know, they, Vader they didn't have they didn't have pages going up saying, "Save Nova, save right. Michio mm-hmm. Kaku." Right. They were saying, "Save Big Bird." Right. They weren't saying, "Save Elmo." They weren't saying, "Save Grover or right. Oscar the Grouch." It's save Big Bird, and Big Bird suddenly became a political. Mm-hmm. bit in this right. and i don't you know uh, i don't know that this was a something well it kind of backfired oh yeah on, on the republican party but it's not like oh well we're gonna be- we're gonna take our stance back on no, cutting no. funding to pbs yeah, no, no. why why did that happen why did it backfire so badly what if he just said we're cutting funding to pbs
3: if he had stopped at we're cutting funding to pbs he would have probably been fine but um, and I wrote about this uh, on my Tumblr, and if you want to read the actual piece, uh, it's Magic Turtle, all one word, dot Tumblr, and Tumblr has no E, T-U-M-B-L-R, dot com. Um, and it, you should, it has a giant picture of Big Bird on it, so you should be able to find it pretty easily. But uh, basically, there's this big, there's this really important tactic, both uh, anytime you're dealing with masses of people, in marketing, in politics... In social policy and everything, and that if you put a face to an idea, it's a lot more resonant. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you talk about, you know, in the same way that Jared is the spokesperson for Subway. Or that girl with the haunting blue eyes was the face of a particular conflict on National Geographic. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you have that face to go with a product or an idea or something. Now, usually you try to do that for your own stuff. But Romney accidentally put a face to the losing funding of PBS. And that face was the perfect face for right. the other side, right. for the opposite side of the argument, because everybody loves Big Bird. He thought of—I mean, he himself, in fact, thought of the most iconic idea that is tied to PBS, which is Big Bird, which is right. Sesame Street. Right. You know, it's Sesame Street, and Sesame Street is embodied by Big Bird mm-hmm. to most generations. Mm-hmm. You know, some nowadays would argue that Elmo is a lot more popular, right? But Big Bird has been around for so long that um, more generations of... Especially more generations of people who can vote now mm-hmm. are familiar and attached to Big Bird. So, in a way, he... You know, a lot of people say that he won that debate. right? And I can definitely see that. But in winning that debate as as part of all that, he basically handed the opposition a really important weapon. Right, you know, right, he right. basically... You know, there's this, this whole idea that uh, Mitt Romney... Uh, that needs to be humanized. Um, you know, a lot of people have commented on the fact that he's stiff, he's robotic, he can't relate mm-hmm. to people who are below a certain economic strata. Right. Uh, or stratus, I guess. Um, and him being Essentially, if you piece the things together, I love Big Bird, but I'm cutting funding to where he comes from. Right. Did not help. It's basically him saying, Hey, rest of America,
2: you know that thing you love? I'm getting rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Matthew, when we look at uh situations like this, can we think of some uh other times that that negative by putting the face has, has ruined a message?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes and no, because no matter where you stand politically, you have to realize that Big Bird is not just putting a face. I mean, Big Bird is a fully realized persona, and that persona is absolutely wonderful and friendly and likable, and you can't hate Big Bird. The biggest cynic in the world can't hate Big Bird, and I think what it's come down to is... waking up Gordon in the middle of the night asking for a glass of water. Can I have a glass of water? <laughs> yeah, but more importantly, Big Bird as a character is designed to be the sweet character who doesn't necessarily understand, but always comes in and is friendly and goes, Hi, I'm Big Bird. You know, he's, in this case, I don't necessarily know that it's going to be a huge weapon on one side or the sure, other, sure. but he is he is the absolute worst person to call into question, they should have gone with Burton Ernie, quite frankly.
2: Well, uh, you know
1: the the thing is. Well, see,
2: I'm wondering, and and I'm not trying to be political. I think most people know my political views, and if you don't, you can look it up. Um, but it almost seems like Romney put himself further out of touch by saying Big Bird instead of Elmo. Oh
3: yeah, if he had yeah. uh, honestly, and I. I, I hate to even put this out there into the ether because, you know, next debate, it's going to come back around. Yeah, if instead of saying Big Bird, he had said Barney, there would have been like a thousand new Republicans yeah. right then and there because yeah. there are people who just hate Barney, yeah. but nobody hates Big Bird. Yeah. Um, and I you know what Matthew Barney. was saying? Uh, Big Bird is literally modeled on, I believe, a five-year-old child. Mm-hmm. He acts yeah. and talks mm-hmm. like a five-year-old child because his job is... Is to teach right. five-year-old mm-hmm. kids what to do. Right. Elmo is yeah. for slightly younger kids, and as mm-hmm. I understand it, the youngest demographic is actually covered by Cookie Monster. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> he's he's for like little tiny kids um, who um, think um, he's, um, his his um, googly um, eyes are hilarious and the things
2: that he <laughs> says are funny. Have to put the sidekick in front and see what he <laughs> yeah, thinks. Of. He thinks Grover's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, right now Grover is pretty awesome. Um, Grover had a superhero persona that was freaking super.
3: On. Grover. actually nowadays grover is pretty much entirely that superhero persona yeah. you almost rarely see him as anything other than super grover uh, the so clearly character. he's going through that phase yeah that all superheroes go to you know he's kind of like a justice league unlimited grover <laughs> where you never see his secret identity he, uh, he actually loves
2: uh <laughs> monster at the end of this book mm-hmm. so that's
3: what oh,
1: he's oh, uh,
0: could it be?
2: all all into that's a good book yeah
1: um yeah, but But I I, I guess I put a mirror at the end of the book, (laughs) 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 Uh,
2: but I guess the, uh, the question I'm getting back to is, is regardless of PBS or this political thing, have we seen Mm. other times that we have put a face to something that has ruined a message or, um, uh, the, the, Company putting out that campaign miscalculated, uh, you know, and it backfired on them. You see it, you see it all the yeah.
3: time with um, athletes or mm-hmm. actors where mm-hmm. they become the spokesperson for something, and then they go yeah. out and do something ludicrous in their real lives, and they are immediately dropped. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, got you know, he was, he, wasn't, he, wasn't he was the Escalade. He wasn't dropped from everything though. Well,
4: not everything. That's not not, not he everything. From a lot of big ones, but yeah. he
1: was dropped from a lot of things. He doesn't I mean, have
4: a Buick golf bag anymore.
1: And right, you know, to use my usual metaphor, right now. I suspect we may be seeing something like that happen soon in the WWE, because uh, apparently at, at a recent show, uh, WWE champion, one of the longest reigning champions of the modern era, CM Punk, elbowed a fan in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on purpose, or and was it an on accident? purpose? Well, and the thing is, uh, and you know, WWE has stated, and I think Punk has stated that somebody hit him. He was in the crowd, the fans were all around him. He says somebody struck him in the kidneys in the back, and he turned around and he responded. But there's there's cell phone video of CM Punk turning and just elbowing some jack wagon in the face, and I'm worried that this is gonna undermine one of the you know longest reigns of the modern era. <laughs> oh I thought you were gonna say it's gonna undermine this. WWE. <laughs> no, 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 no. They've had this is this sort of thing occasionally happens. I mean, yeah. WWE goes in fits and starts anyway. But, you know, it's not the first time that there's been an issue. It's not the first time that a fan has gotten beat down. It's just one of the f- first times that, you know, this has happened and it's it's the reigning world champion. You know, he's right now the face of the company for all intents and purposes. And, you know, there's kind of a thing so I'm, I'm waiting to see how that works and whether we're going to see, you know, repercussions for CM Punk, the face of WWE punching the fans right, right in the right. nose,
2: you know. So when he's you- on the bus... So when you uh, look at a comic publisher like DC or Marvel, yeah. um, do you instantly think of a particular character that stands, you know, that stands out as the representation? I mean, is Spider-Man the yeah. representation of Marvel and is Batman mm-hmm. the representation of of DC? No, it's
1: Superman. Yeah, it's Superman. It's um, Superman.
2: So, but has that ever backfired on either either of those companies by putting Superman as their spokesperson? Or as their front man, their face, their...
3: In a, in a way, it has mm-hmm. with DC and Superman, because Superman is uh, the superhero of a uh, more civilized era to a certain degree. <laughs> you know, I mean, y- we ended up with things like Superman versus the authority or whatever, um, you know, kind of a, 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 as, a, as right. a long-term response to the fact that for a while people were like, I can't believe that they're still making Superman comics. Right? Where clearly what we want to see is a guy with one robot arm who shoots guns at people. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's true. For a long time, that is what we wanted to see. Even the guys who were like, no, I never wanted to see that. You kind of wanted to see that robot guy <laughs> shoot people.
1: You did.
3: Yeah, you kind of did. So, yeah, I mean, that backfired, sort of backfired on DC for a long time. And Superman, you know, he got a mullet. He turned yeah. into Electro <laughs> Superman. They tried a lot of things. Eventually, he came back wearing black pajamas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so they killed him. I mean, they, they did lots yeah. of things to Superman to try to bring him up to where people wanted. And they spent a lot of time and a lot of effort doing that to make Superman more current and relatable. Because, you know, Superman is such an institution that... DC Comics literally can't kill Superman. They can't say, this is the new Superman. It'll last all of three months because eventually Superman warps himself back to exactly the Superman that everybody remembers, which is kind of
2: uh, Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, Matthew, what were you going to say?
1: I think that you know, there's a lot to be learned from the example of the Fantastic Four. For probably the first 10 to 12 years of the Marvel Universe, your flagship characters were the Fantastic Four. And the Fantastic Four to this day, I think, are more important historically Hmm. for what they stand for than what they necessarily were. And, you know, 1971, 1972, the center, the core of the Marvel Universe rotated around Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four. And I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that Spider-Man has completely supplanted them Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a question of you know that happening intentionally, but you know, had you in you know in nineteen seventy, there was that Fantastic Four cartoon mm-hmm. that wasn't entirely successful because the Human Torch was licensed to another company, right? And so they're like, we'll just stick some, we'll stick a robot in there. <laughs> I think that part of the reason that the Fantastic Four lost their luster was entirely that sort of thing. It was the well they're they're the center of everything we We don't have to put any necessarily any heavy duty effort into it. Mm-hmm. They'll always be the fantastic four and I think that you know that is kind of the thought process that fell into place with the big bird announcement. Oh, there'll always be big bird, big bird won't go away just because we stop funding him. but I think that that is you know it's a valid concern, and I think it's likely or at least possible. And I think that when you, when you break it down, if you choose a public face, be it the, the face of a company, you know, a comic book line, whether you're, you know, the face of, I don't know, Revlon. How many times have we had issues? What was it? Kate Moss uh, doing drugs when she was a Revlon model or some such. Mm. There, there's always going to be that moment where if you tie your wagon to a real person, that real person will eventually have feet of clay. And eventually you're going to have that moment where you're going to want to tie your wagon to somebody else. Even if it's a fictional character, you're eventually going to want to tie your wagon to something else.
2: Yeah, and, and again, listeners, we're not trying to start a political debate on whether the Republicans are right or the Democrats are right or mm-hmm. why everyone should be I think everybody's
1: equally wrong, um,
2: But we're just talking we're, about we're this comment different. in relation yeah. to things that, have a direct impact on us and uh this conversation of of ruining an image uh or supporting your image by yes. putting a face on putting a face on
4: Well, the, the problem is now that it seems like in the world that we live in that we something will come up and then we just wait we ride that until the next big thing comes because what was it like two oh, weeks yeah. ago romney had the 47 percent comment thing right right, right. and mm-hmm. that now that's Pretty, you don't talk about that anymore cuz you have to talk about big bird mm-hmm. and so you just got to yeah. ride that for a while mm-hmm. and so well and eventually people just, will will forget about big bird which is
1: a problem yeah. but well, well it's it's the same thing that I taught Stephen about when he buys into the hollywood uh marketing marketing machine uh john john carter was a failure as a movie because it only made you know x million dollars mm-hmm. it didn't necessarily live up to expectations that doesn't necessarily mean it was a bad movie, and I feel like oh, it you was know, a bad are, movie. We, <laughs> we as a as a society, as a as a planet, as a unit, <coughs> often cough in the middle of our sentences, which kind of undermines our point. But also, we aren't necessarily focused on any type of you know long term. So I think that by saying today we're going to cut funding, we're going to save money, we're going to cut funding to public broadcasting. And some people go, Yay, and some people go, No. Next week there'll be some other debate over, you know, what's going on of Joe Joseph Biden oiling up his pecs. I
3: don't I, know. I believe isn't the vice presidential today probably going on right, right as at, we're recording at, this? Yeah, yeah. Seems like as, so. over the Is next it? couple of weeks. Oh, I thought when it was, we're,
0: Thursday.
2: when we're recording the shows, I think there's the debates are going on. Uh-huh. Well yeah, luckily
1: for that. us, we're gonna be staring at each other. I've got a furry Bob Denver and a guy who looks like the German boss from the movies, um, and Zach who looks like Milhouse from The Simpsons. I'm gonna have to Google that
4: one.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, we were t- you were talking you ab- you were talking so to Matthew glad about the uh,
2: miles away. the Fantastic Four hey, go. Uh, a yes, moment so- ago. Uh I am reading a fantastic book right now. It is just out. Um when did it come out? I think it came out on the 9th. Yeah, uh, October 9th of 2012. Marvel Comics the Untold Story by Sean Howe. This oh, is geez. a great book. I mean, I didn't think I was thinking, "Oh, okay, it's going to just be one of those boring blah, 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 and this like, happened, and this like happened, and self, this happened.
3: self-appreciation kind of stuff. Yeah, and,
2: and self-aggrandizing, and, yeah. and basically copy and paste from the wiki kind of stuff. But this, <laughs> this author has a way of telling a story that, I mean, from page one, I was sucked in mm-hmm. to this tale that he's telling. He does... Um, He doesn't try to, and again, it's the untold story. Obviously, it's not authorized or whatever. I don't know how many interviews he had with, um, you know, authorized or unauthorized with some of these people. But you know, the quotes that he's using and the discussion that he's using don't always paint everyone in the best light. And sometimes it shows that they're painting them in a better light. Um, You know, when when uh, the first chapter or two are really talking about the early days of Marvel comics when it was just a, you know, just a publisher and publishing just about everything and how the owner of timely basically was telling Stanley fire everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, and instead of him coming in and firing everybody, he was telling Stanley, you're going to have to go fire everybody. And they don't, he doesn't spell it out in the book, but it talks about how uh, Stanley would go and have to let somebody go. And then he'd have to go into the bathroom and then come out a few minutes later and then, you know, ask for the next person. And so the, uh, the illusion is that he was in there throwing up because he was so upset
1: mm-hmm. over having
2: to fire all these people. Um, but the, the story that's being told is so interesting. And I guess for people that are in, into the history of, of comics, uh, go check out Marvel comics, the untold story by Sean Howe. I found it is a fascinating read. I'm about halfway done right now. I was hoping to have it all done before, um, the book release so we could get the review up on the site, but consider this your mini review right now. Um, it is worth picking up and granted, <laughs> the thing that you're going to have to get past Rodrigo is there's no pictures. What? Uh, it's, it's, what? it's, it's better than reading Dashiell Hammett. Wow. Right. Um, old claim. Yeah. I, I, I found it fascinating just how it draws you in little by little now. Mm. Um, I can't wait to finish how the can whole How you have thing. a book with no pictures? Well, and that's the thing. And I think that's the thing when I first went into this was I really don't have time to read this big, long book. It's, and I say big, long book. It's only like what? 200 and some pages, something like that. <laughs> wow. Um, but I was like, I really don't have time to read this, and I really don't want to read something that's just boring, cut and dried bio kind of stuff that you would find. This guy's telling a story. And like I said, I was like, this is some fantastic writing and and really made me remember that there is more than just reading comic books, and there is more <laughs> than just watching your MTVs and your and your video games on the of the Atari system. Um this is a good book. I, I really give it uh, two thumbs up. I mean, it's it's really worth uh, your time if you have that time to do it. So nice. go nice. check that out. And listeners, if you want to buy this, uh, go over to Majorspoilers.com. We've got a link to Amazon right there. Click on that Amazon link. Uh, go over and buy Marvel Comics The Untold Story by Sean Howe through that link. We get a little credit for every purchase that you make through that uh, Amazon link at the Majorspoilers.com website. And it does help us uh, continue on with some... Uh, fine podcast even though we've had some technical difficulties i hate these tef- technical difficulties they put me in a bad mood yes a bad mood bad then i think about people doing sequels to movies franchises <laughs> mm-hmm. that should have been done and over with a long time ago and it puts me in a bad mood or even when they talk about rebooting franchises mm-hmm. puts me in a bad mood and we've talked about reboots before and while why they're needed i watched uh, zach have you watched that uh, karate kid with jaden smith in it uh-huh. You you seem to be the target market for for that. Did you uh, like not. it? Did you like it?
1: <laughs> um, you seem to be eight.
4: <laughs> oh. Yes, well, oh, yes, I am
2: eight. He wouldn't. He wouldn't sit through it.
4: Um, I, I I watched it in the theaters, but I don't remember why I went. I
2: feel probably like because you had a girlfriend. What, yes, what, I, feel what, like my
4: I feel like my girlfriend's movies. little brother wanted to go, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'll go watch this. And did you like it? I don't remember. I probably didn't. Or I probably didn't care. I like Jackie Chan. I'm sure he didn't do his own stunts though. That made me sad. I always like watching the Jackie Chan stunt. Yeah, movies wow. at the, end of the movies. He is getting old. He doesn't getting really, really
2: old. There's not really a lot of stuff that he can. No, he can't work really do anymore. That movie.
4: Um, for a movie. uh I couldn't have liked it that much if I don't remember it.
2: Yeah, I, the thing was, my wife and I were sitting there watching it and trying to get uh, the boy to watch it, and uh, both of us were like, "Oh, here's the part where." this scene happens, and oh, here's the part where, and Mm -hmm. we were referring back Mm -hmm. to the original movie, and it boom, 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 falls along. And so when you're kind of rebooting or remaking something like that, uh, Matthew had said in the previous episode with Thief of Thieves how this all was so familiar and ultimately it fell flat. This is a good example of that uh, for us. Um, And then when you hear that they're remaking certain movies, uh, rebooting universes, um, I think people get uh, agitated about that. And I guess the one that I've been hearing rumors about is Back to the Future Ooh. and rebooting that and mm. remaking that. Is that a good idea to reboot or remake the uh, Back to the Future franchise, not Matthew? If they,
4: not if they use Justin Bieber like I keep
2: hearing. That's what I keep hearing too.
1: Well, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I think that it's going to be a question of how it's done. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's inevitable in, you know, in today's uh, <laughs> movie-making market that they wouldn't go back to Back to the Future, which was one of the most popular movies of all time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that I think still has some life in it. I think that they could have some fun with it. You know, you can toy around with the whole thing. It wouldn't have to be a DeLorean necessarily.
2: Well, I've got an idea on that. Oh. 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 You want what to get Chevy to sponsor it and get
4: a Camaro? Yes, it's they a smart get Chevy car, Chase Marty. to
2: be the Doc Brown character. Justin Bieber yes. to be the... No, <laughs> what if they did it, as instead of a reboot, instead of let's, let's tell the exact same story and send Justin Beaver back to 1955, um, or as my son calls him, Justin Beaver, yeah, he runs around the house sense. at the top of his lungs, <laughs> Justin Bieber! Um, what if they did this kind of in a found footage way? Mm-hmm. We know that the DeLorean was smashed at the end of 3, but there were a lot of parts laying around. Right. And what if these flux capacitor just happens to be laying around Mm -hmm. and some kids pick it up and they also find a videotape that tells you how this thing works and operates and you show these guys doing their own little documentary of building this uh this new time machine using this old technology so in a sense it's not using the DeLorean you can still time travel uh, but it's more of a sequel than a than a reboot or a, a remake of of the well, original.
1: The problem with that is that no one has any financial stake in selling copies of the original Back to the Future, and that is exactly what they're going to think of it as. If you think, "How are we going to redo this? If we tie it to the original movie, where's the benefit for the people who are making the movie now?" And this is, you know, this is the way that. I believe that some of the people seem to be thinking when it comes to these reboots, it's not a question of should it be faithful to the old material. It's how do we, you know, squeeze some blood out of this particular stone?
2: Well, and I think yeah. you could do it in that way. I mean, Star Trek did that where they're like, oh, this, we're not rebooting Star Trek. We are telling this story, but because of this event, Mm -hmm. you've got two different timelines. So you still have your original series and your enterprise and all of that stuff. But over here we have the JJ verse.
3: And, and, and that's the, that's the thing about uh, both actually back to the future and star Trek is that within the context of those, um, properties that actually works. Um, you know, in, in star Trek, you got plenty of time travel, right. Going around all throughout every series. And, um, Obviously back to the future is all around uh, all about time travel and alternate timelines and right, all that stuff. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think I don't know if I would do the whole thing in found footage, but it would be a great opportunity to get original footage from the movie because right, he right, did, right. you know, Marty McFly mm-hmm. does record everything that happens up mm-hmm. until the DeLorean takes mm-hmm. off. So showing people that are, you know, have salvaged the DeLorean and are trying to put it back together. Um, and then you know the the hijinks that ensue from that. I mm-hmm. mean, you could you could make that movie, and yeah. you set it in 2025 when the well, movie comes out, right? Um,
2: or well, and we don't know if there were other recordings going on. We mm-hmm. know that Doc was watching the footage. The movie could come out in 2015, and the kids could be seeing something. And if anything was recorded on that JVC mm-hmm. uh, VHS uh, machine, if something was recorded in the future, they could be going, "Why is this not?" Why is this not the future that we see in this? Right. Let's I mean, go back in time Right. You could, and to yeah. 1985.
3: There's there's actually lots of things you could do with it. So I think for Back to the Future specifically, it would be a missed opportunity to not play it that way. If you look right. at something like Superman Returns, mm-hmm. where they were like, this is going to be a sequel of Superman 2, right. and then everything else falls by the wayside, Right. that and you know you could argue that I mean I guess there was time travel in superman as well, but it was really poorly done <laughs> yeah um you could I, I, my my argument there is is that time travel is not something that is part of the superman universe and really shouldn't be right in in a lot of ways um and Unless that
1: lois's uh, car falls in a right
3: exactly and and Superman destroys the earth by flying around it um <sighs> pulling it all off its orbit but anyway um I mean that's that's what I'm saying is the, the uh the fact that with Superman they tried to do it um it didn't work because there wasn't a clever way of doing that. They basically just said, Oh, well instead of hanging out with Richard Pryor, uh Superman left. Right.
2: Right. Uh Matthew, how would you uh handle a reboot to or a new uh back to the future?
1: I think the first thing I would do is hire Eric Stoltz. Well, there was a reason why he was fired uh, the first time. No, 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 to play Doc. Uh, well, why not just get uh, Christopher Lloyd? Well, you said, how would I handle a reboot okay, If I'm going to hire I'm Christopher listening. Lloyd, it's Back to the Future 4. So I hire Eric Stoltz. To play Doc. Because right there, people are like, what? Didn't he? What the? Who the?
2: Who the? I'm I'm not sure many people knew that he was the original Marty McFly.
1: Oh, yeah. It's all over the interwebs. Yeah. Did you know that, Zach? Um, I remember
4: reading something about it. Okay. On the interwebs? You read it on Mm -hmm. the interwebs. There you go. Yeah.
1: Zach doesn't read anything but the interwebs. Yeah. He doesn't know about paper.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah, Zach. they, heard they of cut paper.
2: trees down and they no, mash them into yeah. a pulp. I don't. They, they squish them. Paper them is
4: weird. It like crumbles and it can cut you. Unlike you know, iPads are sleek and smooth. They don't cut you. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> you will never hurt me, will you, iPad? <laughs> no. no, Zach. I will not.
1: I love you. <laughs> yes. Zach I will pet him yes. and I will call him Steve George. <laughs> Jobs. But I think that the most important thing that you have to do if you reboot anything is, yes, you want to be respectful to the original material up to a point, but you also have to do something different. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you're just Gus Van Sant doing a shot for shot remake of Psycho with, and I, you know, I want to say this with love because, you know, hey, uh, Vince Vaughn, with lesser actors or even different actors. You can't have somebody go in there and you know, do a Marty McFly. Doc, are you telling me that what you can't have someone doing that? 1955.
2: But would you would you send would you send them back to 1955, or would yeah, you send them no, back no, no. to you 1985?
1: Do something different. No, mm-hmm. I'd send them back to 1979. Yeah, that because 1979 now is essentially as far away as 1955 was in 1983. So I'd send them back to 1979 and have them deal with the gas crisis and the Carter administration. And all of that, you know, uh, pre—you could still get Ronald Reagan, Reagan, the actor, Uh. the actor. (laughs) Yeah, you can have that whole bit, and you can break it down and have it work. But more importantly, you put at least a different spin on it to where, hey, this is nostalgia for the '70s, not nostalgia for the '50s, right? Which is especially ironic, since all the nostalgia for the '50s in the '70s is actually now '70s nostalgia. Like Happy Days and, and M.A.S.H. Right, right. Well,
2: I guess the thing that if you're doing something, you're, you know, rebooting that franchise, and I'm sure we can think of many others, but when you follow the exact same beats as the yeah. original, it really yeah. falls apart because my wife and I are like, oh, okay, here's where this part comes in. Boom, that part comes in. And, oh, here's yeah. where this bit comes in. And they didn't do very much different except let's change the um the, the location yeah. and mm-hmm. location. change the ethnicities. Yeah, yeah. And, um, instead of, uh, karate, it's Kung, kung Fu, kung uh, and it's well, just,
1: it's a different movie. It's, it's the same movie, but it's a different movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that if you break it down, first of all, it can't be a DeLorean. I, I suggest a 1957 Buick Roadmaster, mm. one of the most beloved cars of my past. Dun, dun, dun. Something with a push button <laughs> transmission anyway. But I think that the the point with the karate kid remake was that it was kind of it it, it, it was almost a vanity piece to some degree. And I, I don't know exactly how to how to explain that other than it wasn't necessarily about we're gonna tell this inspiring story. It's here's a movie with Jackie Chan and Will Ch- with Will Smith's son. Mm-hmm. So people are going to go and see Will Smith's son and whether he can act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What car would you put in Zach? Something really know. old. I don't like really. A 91 Corsica.
4: Yeah, like a 94. Hey, I think I owned course. a
1: 91 Corsica. <laughs> I think everybody owned a 91 Corsica. <laughs>
4: cars, cars really aren't my thing. I don't. I don't get it. I would, you know, the thing mm-hmm.
2: with using the DeLorean, you know, they had this thing about the, you know, the stainless steel construction. That's the bit that they yeah. used in mm-hmm. the movie. But it was basically a failed car mm-hmm. before that movie came out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking something like, I mean, you wouldn't have to go with a failed car, but you want some kind of car that looks futuristic, even though it's not. Something like the, the Tesla Roadster mm-hmm. might be that car. And the reason why you can't use a combustion engine, you know, that could be the... The thinking you have to use an all electrical engine or something because the combustion with the dioxides get all flavened up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you use, Rodrigo?
3: Um, I would use a Volkswagen Beetle. Ooh! Because then you would Bumblebee have to go.
1: Was turned into a Camaro, and by God, somebody needs to. Use yeah, a some something
3: needs to get turned <laughs> into a Beetle because you can go back pretty far, and Volkswagen <laughs> Beetles would yeah. be acceptable. And yeah. you could potentially go into the future, and Volkswagen Beetles would be Part acceptable. Part of the thing the with using the
2: Part of the thing with using the DeLorean 2 was that you know people mistook it for alien spacecraft, right? And that, right. Maybe that bit with the radio radiation suit and, right. and those kinds of things. But so what I'm I'm I not saying we're, then that's if you were following the same. Beats. I would
3: no, I would I I well if I was remaking Back to the Future, I wouldn't follow the same what beats. Would, what would
2: you do? Um, I would probably
3: have the government put together. Uh, like try and put the DeLorean experiment back together or something like oh. that. Oh, so like it's the, like a it's, government yes, agency. It's the government called. that, yeah, it's the government that puts together the pieces and it would kind of have it be, for all intents and purposes, a sequel. Right. Except if you look at all the points of lights in the timeline of mm-hmm. Back to the Future, this would basically go in between them. Like it, they would just go to different oh, I see. time periods. Like mm-hmm. it would be a different story that takes off of the same stuff. And they would have like the video of Marty mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm doc brown doing the thing and marty recording him and it's It's the libyans right and it's it's the government trying to recreate this experiment and i you know to be back to the future i think it really does have to be a car i was thinking you know would i make it something else would i make it like Like a a rocket
2: sled or something
3: or just or just like something where they actually like build the flux capacitor into somebody's suit um but i think that would be a a little bit that would be a little bit too much I think so yeah I would I would have them do something where it's like well we tried lots of different cars and apparently the Volkswagen Beetle is the optimal choice since we can't actually get a, a DeLorean because it has the engine in the back and that allows us to put the Mr Fusion in the yeah, front yeah. Yeah, basically yeah, yeah. um and do this and, you know, because it's highly buoyant, the time circuits, <laughs> blah, 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 shut up, I want a Beetle, right? Do you um, have any
1: idea how hard it is to get a Beetle up to 88 miles an hour?
3: Well, and that could be part of the problem, that they're like, well, we're only ever going to test this at an airstrip, so... Right, right, right. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, you have to have some punk kid steal the car or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, basically, something where... Or the kids you know, on the base
2: with his dad. Yeah,
3: the kids on the base with with her dad. Oh, her dad, um, okay. or something. Goddamn. And you know. Know, switch it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you got to do a brand new thing. Like it, I would maybe do it like there. It's two siblings that are going back to the future, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or something there like you that. You know, change up, change up their relationships, change up what's happening. Um, and yeah, and then I then mean, at the
1: end, you can have Michael J. Hillary Fox Hillary come line. in and they can yeah. go, Uncle Marty, you'll never believe what happened to us, and he can go.
2: Well, I think that's I how might. you could throw in. Uh...
1: Yeah, because, yeah, you know, Marty McFly is still around.
3: Yep. And it could be a thing where it could be a thing where the government has, like, found him and has him locked up or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? They
2: have to you go back locks. to the future. They they have unlock to go back him to, the to, to unlock warn him. him. Yes. Yeah. Uncle Marty, Uncle Marty. It's about your future, Uncle Marty. <laughs> and your kids, apparently.
3: Yes. And then, <laughs> and then the new Robocop. And um, have you seen that? We'll and see the old Buckaroo Banzai get into a gunfight. Yeah, at the OK Corral. Yes, and
1: then the fourth Doctor and the eleventh Doctor point and
0: laugh.
3: And then seventeen different versions of the Ninja Turtle show up. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Have you uh, guys Ninja seen one of latest. us
0: as a girl? Have
2: you seen the latest pictures of the RoboCop costume? Have they changed I'm, since last time we talked about it? Um, we get a better, clearer view of oh, it. Oh, do we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Still It Still looks like a guy in like a buffed-up football outfit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah.
1: Lots of Under Armour. I'm sure they're going to CG the hell out of it. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm sure, sure they, they will. He'll be, like, he'll be like the greatest robot ever when they're done. And even Harry Knowles will be like, I was totally wrong. <laughs> what, I can write happy endings? I don't think
3: Harry Knowles ever says that. That he's wrong. Yeah, but... that's, ex- <laughs> that's exactly how uh, he sounds. Too. <laughs> Actually, I in like his room, <laughs> Harry knows fan film. fiction.
0: <laughs> I was wrong about things.
2: <laughs> Have you guys watched his uh, "Ain't It Cool News" uh, thing on the uh, on a the Nerdist? YouTube uh, Nerdist channel? Uh, uh, not really. I'd rather, dude. Like if it, I
1: want to see a hairy, fat guy blathering on and on, I got mirrors.
2: <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, we can argue the difference between hairy fat guys, but I, I find the from the production standpoint, I'd rather not if it's no, all the same I'm to you. Not I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you've no, got going on know.
3: tonight, Zach, but I would yeah, rather I not. I love the Can production. I count on your vote
2: on this one? Yeah, yeah, know. I love the production value <laughs> of that show. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really well put together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he puts a lot of passion behind um, his discussions, and mm-hmm. even when he brings in people. Uh, to interview, uh, they're always lively, and I think they're always interesting, which is different from so many of the other things that are popular on YouTube. Yeah, and I and this is a definitely a Zach question. Do you ever watch Smosh Pit? No, it's just called Smosh. Smosh. No, Smosh. That's what I said. Smosh. No, you said Shmosh. Smosh. Smosh. Do you
1: ever watch? Do you ever Smosh. watch Smosh? Why do you say it's so weird?
4: It? Is it on YouTube? Yes. Yeah. Say, mm-hmm. say Will
2: Wheaton.
1: Will, Will Wheaton.
4: Wheaton.
2: Wheaton.
1: Say wheat things.
2: You're the one that emphasizes the Take W, You, whiskey. whiskey. Um, do you, you don't watch any. Of the, you don't watch <laughs> that. You're a unitard.
4: <laughs> no, I've <laughs> never even heard of it.
3: Okay. Now Smosh might actually be Smosh. Uh, uh, Zach might be too old for Smosh. You think? Yeah. Well, look at the stuff Smosh that appeals
2: male. Sm- it's definitely... Yeah,
3: Smosh appeals to... Tweens. Uh, yeah, to tweens and to kids that are maybe just going to high school, which I guess technically would be tweens. Um, so, yeah, Smosh is a little a little too young, even for Zach.
4: I, that's actually weird. It looks very YouTube.
2: Yeah. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> but the I think the production value is crap. Oh, yeah. I think the stuff that they do is idiotic and stupid. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. they're basically... They play a couple of...
3: Stupid guys doing stupid, stupid guys things, doing mm-hmm. stupid things around a mile uh, around a uh, very shallow theme.
2: Yes, sure, and it gets millions upon millions oh, yeah. of hits. People love it, and then you look at uh, the "ain't it cool" thing with Harry Knowles, and it's like got ten, fifteen thousand, which mm-hmm. you know is nothing to sneeze at. Sure, but it's like here is something that is right up people's alley, and or a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Want to comment on movies and and uh, their passion for movies, and that hardly has any views. Right. Uh, in the same way with tabletop and and uh, some of the stuff from Geek and Sundry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you've got this stuff like Smosh and uh, that
4: stupid Fred kid. Yeah. Because then they got like a Nickelodeon show. Yep. My brothers and sisters thought he was like the funniest thing yeah. in the world. Well, is Charlie to slap uh, YouTube out one, of their hands?
2: What's that one? Charlie is cool or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen that one. Um, that
4: but YouTube I like I've been liking I watch a lot of most of what I watch for TV is from YouTube. I watch a lot of the nerdist and geek and sundry and, and I'm sure the you like shows.
2: what's uh angry or annoying orange. That's oh, probably one of your frick. favorite. Oh
4: god, no. You too, when you were talking Take about the reboot re- <laughs> the yes. reboot of the Back to the Future, we talk about the found footage and the kids back to the car. I'm like that would work. Really well as a YouTube like, Camp, like uh-huh. six well, and like that's six I, episode yeah. thing where they do a found footage because I don't want to watch found footage in the theater anymore. There was and a I watch it
2: on YouTube. There was a cool thing um, that this electronic store company in Brazil did like mm-hmm. a year ago, mm-hmm. where it's just like these people are walking down the street and you're watching it from the security camera on the street, and all of a sudden oh, you see this yeah, this that. flash and this DeLorean comes scooting through the picture and crashes into the. Uh, the into the store across mm-hmm. the street and everyone's like what is this what is this and then there's a another video later where it's the people turn on their cell phone and they go rushing up and christopher lloyd's coming out he's like oh my gosh what's happened is this the future and it's it's uh then it falls apart because then you realize it's just a commercial sure. for the store right but for that brief shining moment everyone's mm-hmm. like <gasps>
4: Oh my God! This is another franchise researcher. Yeah. My childhood, I. Found I was
2: excited it. about
4: that. I think, but I think if you took your idea of the kids finding the parts for the DeLorean and put it back together, it'd been found footage. I think if you did that, like in six or some ten minute episodes on YouTube, that would be really cool. I would like yeah, that. Yeah, and then you could
1: have the car be haunted, and it could be Paranormal Activity Five.
4: No, you could do no, school. Seats. No, see, no. Now you just made it.
3: Stupid. Okay, and then. And then, but they they find lots of different car parts, right? So they find this thing that goes back and forward, like, diggy, 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 (laughs) diggy. And they put that in, and now the car can talk. But he insists in calling everyone
2: Michael. I don't think the diggy, 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 is what made the car talk. No,
3: that is totally what made the car talk. That's what makes Cylons Uh talk, Steven. God, you guys. It's also also what makes the bass line for the song
1: doo-doo. (laughs) <laughs> Doo-doo.
2: Doo-doo. Doo-doo. Doo-doo.
1: Doo-doo. and then Doo-doo. that thing gets broken but somebody paints numbers on the side and it starts mysteriously winning races Yes. even though it only has a one liter VW engine at one point, point it gets it chopped in half and one
3: half goes to 1955 and the other half goes to 2015, <laughs> it 2015. And buddy, 2015. Hack it. buddy
1: Hackett gets but recreated but yes. it finishes by special the effects. race three wide yeah. it finishes the race in three different decades yes and that's how it all happened. And then Dick Van Dyke puts it all together at the <sighs> end. Oh, you and know what? While while singing a song about chimney sweeps, you yep. know what movie I am well, kind I, of interested in seeing? This movie
2: called uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? I have not. It is a fictional movie uh, about Walt Disney's twenty-year quest to gain the right, rights to Mary Poppins. Oh. And how the the interactions of of the person who wrote the book and and uh, and everything that looks very fascinating. Cool. Uh, and I guess Tom Hanks is the plays Disney as the narrator, but not we don't see Disney in the film. Interesting. Uh, so it should, it should that is kind of that is strange. That is, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. An I mean that's interesting what concept. I that's what I just kind of pulled up from here and there. So it should be kind of interesting. Now uh, if they had Disney actually in there, that'd be
4: kind of cool. I just Googled it and it uh, said stating Mr. Banks writer. Is scripting the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Kelly... Nice. Kelly Marcel. Marcel, yeah. 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 So you got that going for you. Yeah, we had
2: that up on the site this week. Uh, also on oh, the site this one? week, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the Evil Edition, right? Oh.
3: Yeah, that looks really cool. <laughs> I just
4: watched the movie again last night. Do you I have
2: $100 so to drop down on the Evil Edition? I, I certainly don't. Would you spend $100 um, on the... I...
3: I, I suppose in, in a strange world where I, where I am rich enough to shoot <laughs> valuable works of art into the uh, into space, then maybe I would.
2: The, the $100 um, limited edition collectors, Scott Pilgrim volume 2 collector's edition, uh, has the on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Numbered book plate signed by O'Malley. Five art prints measuring 9 by 12, including both versions of the cover. Ten vinyl stickers two scout style embroidered badges featuring featuring knives and Lucas Lee, a crew pass and lanyard from the set of Lucas Lee's movie you just don't exist. Nice. And a code for the digital edition of Scott Pilgrim Volume 2 color edition from Comixology. You can get a regular nice. retail edition for only 24.99.
3: That's cool. And mm. and I and I can totally understand that, you know, people who are way into Scott Pilgrim and they want to continue supporting Scott Pilgrim I would say go ahead and find it. That, that this is too rich for my blood.
1: Mm. yep I'm folding too.
2: What is uh, what's O'Malley working on now?
3: Anything? Um, Lost at Sea, I think, is a, his current ongoing project. Have um, you read anything? Of I have Did not. It have I have. Yet? I have not. And um, I know that he gets a lot of. Why isn't there anything like Scott Pilgrim kind right, of stuff? Right, yeah. and it's like, well, it's because it's not Scott Pilgrim. But yeah, I hear that it's very different from Scott Pilgrim in tone, and then what's going on? That's about all I've heard of it. Okay. Though.
2: it says here he's got another one. Two thousand eleven is a graphic novel seconds is officially confirmed. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in picking that up when that comes out? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean,
3: I love Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it
2: was an excellent series.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I I kind of think of my own life as a kung fu rock and roll <laughs> video game. Really, that falls yes. apart at the end. That yeah. completely, that completely <laughs> makes no features, sense. And also
2: features Brandon Ralph.
3: Yes, excellent. Because why not? Matthew, hey, What's wrong Scott Scott Pilgrim Raleigh? beat up uh, Superman and, and Captain Gr- America and Green, Lantern, <clears throat> right? and Green Lantern, right? And Green Lantern and no, he didn't beat well, up. No, he Green wasn't Lantern. in. No, no, no. 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 Superman, what? Captain America, and technically the Human Torch. Oh, that's going to say Human Torch yeah.
2: There you go. Oh boy, Matthew, what have you got for us this week?
1: uh <laughs> Did I tell you the cool thing about my work right now? That you're the youngest person? No, other than that. <laughs> I'm actually able to make references TV? at work without making references at work because among the people at my new <laughs> because office. Because all those people are, also
2: never heard of George Carlin and Steve Martin?
1: Are Ed Wood, <laughs> uh, Dr. Spangler, whose first initial is E. Are you serious? Yeah, nice. These, these, yeah, and I'm just like, oh, this is awesome, and I try and make these jokes, and everybody in the room just goes, "What? Nice. I don't get it." And you know, it's 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 quite entertaining. But yeah, then I worked uh, 13 hours before I came home to do the podcast today, and I got to tell you that long shifts really really mess with your head. Yesterday, I fell out of my chair.
2: That was cool. I don't know if I'd be, you know, sharing that.
1: No, you know how you do that thing where you stand up and your chair slides back and you don't realize your chair slides back? Mm -hmm. And you start to sit down and you realize at the last moment that your chair's not there. So you stand up because you're going to get your chair, right? Well, at that same moment, my phone rings. So I reach for my phone. And I'm going left and I'm going right at the same time. And there was this gravity gust, right? <laughs> and, and I just, I kinda, I went, I went over and I just had this, it's that moment where I'm just like, Oh, we're going down. I just, I just imagine Matthew
3: being completely sleep deprived. He stands up because he's hungry. Suddenly the phone rings. His mind gets completely confused. He, he tries to answer the chair and sit on the phone and falls over.
1: But the, the best part was, you know, cause when I go down, you know, I've gone down. I'm seventy five on a mm-hmm. good day. And, uh, I, I, I've fallen once in a while, a, a couple of summers ago, or a couple of winters ago, rather, I fell in an icy Walmart parking lot, Yeesh. and the horror on that manager's face, as he thought oh. he had a giant lawsuit, was awesome, but I went down, <laughs> and I got up, and I was giggling my butt off, because I fell on my head, and I'm an uh-huh. idiot, and everybody in the office just had these big eyes, and I was like, oh my god, they're genuinely concerned, they, they think I broke about a, a lawsuit or something. <laughs> 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 no, they <laughs> were really worried that I hurt myself. My new coworkers were like, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? Do we need to get you anything? And I'm like, aw, you're you're humans. Yeah. I've forgotten what it's like to work with humans. It's awesome. So I fell out of my chair. So All that's right. fun. And that happened. Zach, what about you? I fell out of my chair, too, but it's okay because it had a little <laughs> handle on the front.
4: Well, I did fall out of my chair a couple weeks ago, but that was because I was drinking, and then I started laughing for some reason. And I and spilled I
1: my Cheerios, and the Dad um, had to wipe them all up.
4: I started playing Magic this weekend. So oh, really? Fun. How did
2: that go? Did you realize that Rodrigo cheats?
4: No, he was, I didn't play. I played <laughs> against Raw. <Rob. laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I wasn't even there. Oh, no, he weren't. wasn't there. Oh, was this the Rav- Ravnica launch? Yeah.
4: yeah how yeah, did that yeah. go? Um, It was interesting. We were supposed to start it, too. We started our 2 yeah. We started our booster draft at about three thirty, and I finally walked out of the place at seven
2: thirty. Is this uh, Wichita? Oh,
4: no, no, no. The pre-release was last week, and this was oh, okay. just a thing. And yeah. uh, no, it was fun. I did play. I did play Rob once, and he was very nice. And he 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 took me aside before the tournament started, and he actually taught me the rules and actually played during the tournament. And then he was nice and told me how I was being wrong and what I was doing. And then I mean, he still beat
3: me, <laughs> but. <laughs> no, it was fun. Uh
4: and,
3: and
1: like
4: Zach Zach, did you
3: appreciate somebody being nice and teaching you how to play this game?
2: Yeah, that was fine. Oh, that that was, was good. Yeah. Well, that's interesting I like that. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, I appreciate <laughs> but, you. you know, <laughs> and you should appreciate Cheater. the fact that I got sucked into it. Cheater, you're cheating. cheating. <laughs> Quit cheating. Cheating. Look, look, wife, he's cheating.
3: <laughs> he's cheating at me with his cheating face. That is basically what teaching you magic was like. I
1: will will tell you something important about this latest magic release. Um, I I, I don't talk necessarily numbers, but um, the latest magic release almost by itself gave us days that were three times the previous record sales days. Because apparently this is like a big deal. This is awesomely fun to play.
3: This is a huge, huge set. This is basically um The Dark Knight Returns of yeah. Magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um oh wait, what was the what was the actual movie called? Just The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises? Rises. Rises, The Dark Knight yeah.
1: Rises. something like
3: that. Or uh, No, 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 I mean, like, second, I mean like the second, the yeah, 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 the I mean like the second one. Yeah, I mean this Knight. is the one. This is the magic set in with in which Heath Ledger blows everybody's minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you know, so this is Dark that's Knight. the anticipation okay. around this. All right. And it is apparently everything that people wanted
2: and more mm-hmm. oh really yeah that's cool I and mean, you haven't played yeah. it yet i haven't no i haven't had time well i've got a surprise for you mr rodrigo whoa look at this box that arrived <sighs> this week from our friends at wizards of the coast i really is is it a puppy i it really a puppy i really <laughs> hope it's it a didn't puppy. put air holes i
3: really it. hope it's magic cards but also i really hope it's food I'm very conflicted right well, now. Well, it's not food also unless you hungry. like eating
2: paper. Mm, mm-hmm.
3: I've done I am not <laughs> proud to admit that I have, <laughs> but I
2: have made a paper yes. and mustard sandwich. Yes. No, it is uh the Ravnica starter set Ooh, as yeah. well as what two or three booster packs yeah. that are in there too, so. It's uh it's got a
3: new card called Hypersonic Dragon which is awesome. And what does that do? Um oh, it allows you name. Is it it, dragon, it allows you to yes, it allows you to cast sorcery spells as instants. Mm. Mm. Um, so it basically just speeds up your sorceries. But the the cool thing about Ravnica is that it's set in a city, mm. so uh, it, the cards have an urban flavor, cool. which is really interesting. You know, you and you know, one of the guilds in the city are basically super scientists, like magical super sciences. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have hypersonic dragons
2: and things like that. Very cool. Um, Speaking of uh, magic y dudes and whatnot, mm-hmm. got a cool picture in this week. Whoa. Uh, we've got the major spoilers costume contest going on, and that's still going on, and people are entering that, and that's all. That's really wonderful. And you've only got until October 25th. In fact, here's one, two, three, four, here's about 10 of them that have just come in during the recording of this episode. Whoa. But somebody who sent us a picture this week not entering the costume contest, <laughs> although I would allow it, yeah. is uh, someone who decided to go as uh, Randis Duthane. From our critical hit podcast and <laughs> nice. went all out creating the artificer oh. and, and all of that did you guys i sent it to you guys. yeah you it is
3: it? it is really solid i mean it's it looks really good um yeah i mean it's got uh he's got randis's mace from the uh third season yep and the arm and the goggles and the Faced like, oh, no, I am facing something that is likely to eat me.
2: <laughs> it's, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So we thank people who uh, sent in for that. And we also thank people yeah. uh, who have become uh, recurring donors to the uh, Major Spoilers podcast. Uh, we like giving those people a shout-outs for a number of different things. Uh, here's one of our new uh, listeners to Critical Hit, uh, Julia Who sent us uh, a couple of dollars saying, uh, This is for the evil parasite and the band of urchins in my handy haversack. Nice. I forgot I put urchins in there. That is is old school. Yeah, it is really old school. I think she's catching up. She just started listening Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. So there you go. Mm -hmm. All right. If there is nothing else, we were going to wrap it up with this episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, for downloading, putting up with our shenanigans again this week. If you have a comment, a thought, an idea, suggestion, whatever, uh, send it to podcast at Majorspoilers.com, or we really enjoy hearing your thoughts in your own voices. As opposed to us trying to sound like you, which really doesn't ever go well. Uh, you can call ah, our major spoilers hotline. Yeah, especially those of
3: you, and we deeply apologize to those of you that are Irish, Scottish, Australians, <laughs> New Zealanders. Uh, yeah, any sort of any sort of person from the British Isles. We just we yeah. just uh, any anybody from the yeah. Commonwealth. Yeah, we we apologize to the Queen
1: Actually, directly for our
2: actions. Apologize to everyone outside the state of Kansas. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Hey, that is not true. I have never done a funny Chicago accent.
3: Are you Until now? a We totally have. Yes. You might have. <laughs> no, you've I totally haven't. done we, a There is no way guess. we have never, Lies. yes, there is no way we have never done a Da Bears reference. Yes.
1: <laughs> like, we
3: totally have. Lies. No, we totally Lies have done and that.
1: Just
2: Anyway, if
1: you want I to uh,
2: call and leave a message, you can do that to two minutes is about the uh, limit. And we're still using Skype. For now, that uh, major spoilers hotline number,
1: Matthew is seven eight five seven two seven nineteen thirty nine. The major spoilers. I talk like this. hotline all right, everybody,
2: that wraps it up for this episode. Thank you so much. Next time we will, or the next time we're talking on the pod, on this particular podcast, Major Spoilers podcast. <laughs> it could
1: podcast. be weeks. From now. we don't we know. We could
2: have. We have so many other podcasts that are coming out. Uh, we will be talking about uh, Jeff Smith's Rassel. Why? Because we Rassel. know that you love Rassel. comics Ransel. and Ransel. you do too. And we will talk with you soon. If uh, you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Major Spoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers
0: what a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. If I'm raving rich like a man of iron, might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the hard cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really even need to read upon all, all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fun, being in the Middle East, with a gang Santo throwing soldier what a major spoiler! What a major spoiler, yeah, yeah, yeah! What a major spoiler, wow, wow, wow! What a major spoiler!
3: Major spoilers. It's copyright 2012.